Nightmare Town. Hello, neighbors, and welcome back to Nightmare Town. We are Betty Boom. And I'm Andamonium. And today we are not doing a normal episode because it is our Halloween special. Woo! So we made it a point not to tell you guys what we're going to be doing because we're really excited because it's not just Amanda and Betty today. We have guests. Today we are joined by the the hosts of Haunt Her I Barely Know Her. Do you guys want to introduce yourself? Hello, everyone. <laughs> okay, short, sweet, to the point. Yeah. So my name is Katie, and I am from the Haunt Her I Barely Know Her podcast, and I'm here with my co-host. Hi, I'm Zoe. It's nice to meet all of you. <laughs> all of Welcome my, to the neighborhood. Oh my god, thanks. I love that so it's, much. It's a creepy-ass neighborhood, let me tell you. Damn right. It's, it's truly spooky. <laughs> but we are doing collaborations, so... Amanda and Katie have actually already recorded their stuff, which I might actually go ahead and edit that part out because I don't like it. But Amanda and Katie have joined up over on Haunter and they did their story. So if you want to go hear those, there will be links in the description below so you can go over and listen to all of their awesome stories and their spooktastic creepy shit. Yes. But today it's going to be myself and Zoe. Hello again. I'm quite excited. I'm still kind of a little nerve-wracked from, after from recording the first half. Amanda's first half. <laughs> Sorry, Jesus. Yeah. Amanda's so, pretty bad. So, should, in the best way. Yes, you, you should definitely listened. go and listen to that, because holy Jesus. Yeah. I'll just say, insert sinister laugh here. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good, man. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. All right, so... Zoe and I are going to flip a coin to see who will be telling their stories first. Um, I have one. Okay, I was about to say, do you want to flip and I'll guess? I suppose. Okay. All right, and... Uh, Tails. It's Tails. <laughs> you go first. Zoe's Perfect. going first. All right. All right. I can't wait to hear. Oh, mercy. Okay. My heart's still going like crazy. <laughs> I don't know if this is a great idea, but here we are. <laughs> So let me get into some history first off of the topic that I'm going to be covering. I'm not going to tell you what it is yet. Rude. We'll get there in a minute. Rude. You're welcome. You'll probably <laughs> figure it out, to be 100% honest. Like, if the four of y'all don't know by the time we're there, I'm going to be a little upset. But do it. So in, eight, excuse me, in 1891, the first advertisement for a new game started appearing in papers from Pittsburgh. It was a toy store called Ouija. The wonderful talking board. Oh god! Oh great! Oh no, <laughs> ma'am. This is gonna be so Excuse fun. Me? Uh, no, thank you. So not in my house. <laughs> <laughs> so the advertisements quoted saying that it was the the Ouija, the Ouija board would answer questions about the past, present, and future for all the classes. It acknowledged classes, and which is uncomfortable. That's rude. But here we are. It sold for a dollar fifty. Expensive for back then. You're not wrong. So during the late 1800s, early 1900s, for a product to make its way through the patent office, it had to actually work the way it said it was going to work. What the fuck? And the Ouija board achieved a patent. <laughs> oh, <Okay>. that's <laughs> fun fact. Kind of sus. Yes. Yeah, sus. I don't know if I call that a fun fact. <laughs> I mean, it's something. Ooh. 
Freaky fact? Freaky fact. There we Freaky go. Freaky facts. Double F. <laughs> so the Ouija board and other spirit boards came into popularity during the late 1800s due to the spiritualism movement that was sweeping across the country. Spiritualism was so popularized that Mary Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln's wife, would do seances in the White House after their son died. Like, common, right? Did not know that. Yeah, we're going to cover the White House one day. Yeah. I knew that that she was, like, really into spiritualism, but I didn't know she did it at the White House. Oh, yeah. Great. That that bitch is haunted. (laughs) We'll do that one day. (laughs) Of course the White House is haunted. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. So, Robert Murch is a Ouija historian, which I didn't know that that's a thing you could become a historian for, but now I kind of want to. Uh, <laughs> he says, quote, right, don't let your dreams be dreams. Thank you. Do it today. Or just, it just do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just do it. Or your nightmares, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Robert Murch said, quote, it's hard to imagine that now we l- he was a historian in the early 90s. So, just for some context. He said, it's hard to imagine that now we look at that and think, why are you opening up the gates of hell? (laughs) (laughs) He sounds like my kind of guy. Like, why would you do that? Why would you sell that to massive amounts of people? I mean, for fun, obviously. Money. Duh. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, money. Capitalism. Let's go. Let's do this. So, people, of course, the people that used Ouija boards during that time period were ones that were looking to connect with lost loved ones whether child parent spouse like just family members right during this time however weird things still did happen so even though it was a commonality across the country and a lot of people would use a ouija board to talk to spirits Mm -hmm. there was still bad shit or it was a lot it was a lot of bad shit Mm -hmm. so in 1921 A Chicago woman was sent to a psychiatric hospital after she explained to the police she wasn't suffering from mania. She had been told by spirits to leave her mother's dead body in the living room for 15 days before burying her in the backyard. Oh. That was illegal at the time. Yeah. That was super illegal. Bigly illegal. Also, do you think that she had that uh, female disease? Yeah, I was about to say. I'm pretty sure she was infected with this female disease. Yeah, she got admitted for female disease. That's That's what they said. I want it on a shirt so bad. We'll make it happen. One day. One day day we're going to make it happen. I want dibs. You'll get the first shirt. Perfect. So in 1930, two women in Buffalo, New York, had killed a third on the encouragement of a spirit they contacted through the board. Ah, shit. So that's cool. That's fun. That's great. They killed somebody? Yeah. Yeah. Neat. The spirit board was Frank like, fun. we Neat. don't like Marsha. Neat. <laughs> Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Yeah, yeah so it took her ass out. It's all about Marsha. <laughs> so in 1971, the public view of Ouija boards completely changed. So in 1971, I was wrong. It wasn't 1973. My apologies. The Exorcist was released. And... The reason that, of course, public view changed of Ouija boards was because the main character contacted a demon called Pazuzu through Mm. the Ouija board. And Pazuzu came, possessed her, and then, hence, everybody's like, oh god, Ouija boards are the devil. So. Took that long? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It took that long. They're not wrong, but did it take really that long? It did, yeah. Damn. So, if you guys haven't figured out, 
Uh, we're going to be talking about Pazuzu slash Zozo slash Zaza slash whatever the fuck he calls himself. Isn't, it, isn't that the demon where if you say the yeah. name? So sorry. That's sorry, fine. buddy. I'll sage the shit out of my house later. That's probably oh. smart, honestly. <laughs> so here we go. Charlie will protect us. So <laughs> sweet Charlie boy. So here are some rules for when you play with a Ouija board. Rule one. Ouija boards are not a joke. Hmm? Listen to these, Katie. Oh, yeah, That's before a, we yeah, do this like, in my look house. Look me in my I've, eyes. I've listened. Okay. No, I was like, oh, rules? Let's do it. Tell me. Ouija is not a joke, number one. Well, yeah. Read up on what can happen before you use one, which I'm going to tell you today. Okay. Number two. Yeah. Never, never taunt or go to spirit that commu- you communicate with. This can be super dangerous. Do I look like Zachary Bagel Bites to you? I mean, <laughs> you're both beefy. <laughs> I swear to God. At least I'm not like hunchback because I do too much chest and not enough back. I mean, that's true. He looks better now, yeah, right? Someone probably pointed it out. But probably. Yeah. Sweet boy, Zach. Uh, number three. Never ask when you're going to die. Just don't do that. I mean, that's just common weird. sense, right? It's just do a that. good rule of thumb in general. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> I wouldn't want to know. No. Like, what if it said tomorrow? Like, yeah. what the fuck? I'm just going to be what thinking. What if you asked and it just said yes? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> it just said yes. like, uh, can you vague that up for me? Or does it, what if it said no? No? Does that mean you're going to live forever? Or are you already dead? immortal. Huh. All right. Okay. Number four. Spirits who talk to you through your Ouija board can tell you anything that they want. Just because they're a spirit and it says something does not mean it's true. A spirit will try to win your trust by telling you that they're a long-lost relative or the spirit of a small child who needs help. Don't trust that shit. If it's a child, it's a demon. (laughs) So so they use the old uh, stranger with candy there. Yes. These demons. Are they politicians? (laughs) They could be. Just telling you what you want. That's neither here nor there. Or a businessman. (laughs) Ooh. Number five, never use a Ouija board alone. Huh. The more people that you have when you're using a Ouija board, the better. This means there's more energy present to connect with the spirit. If not, everyone can comfortably sit and touch the planchette. Then it's totally fine to have some people just watching. Okay. So, fun fact, you can have a lot of viewers and their energy is still involved in the spirit board. Uh, But, you know, I think that's, that's fun and interesting and kind of awful. Number six, do not use the Ouija board in your home. Don't look at me. <laughs> I mean, we're gone to it, but oh, Jesus. when we're, when we're leaving. <sighs> All right. If you do connect with a malevolent spirit, the energy will be in your house and it'll be harder to break the contact. Number seven, one person in the group should be the leader. This is the person who talks and asks questions while the rest of the group uses the board. Not it. Also not it. I'll do not it. it. No, it's good. You're so, like, ramped up. Like, you used to be so scared. I used to play with a Ouija. Listen, I'm ready to play a Ouija board in the house that I'm leaving. You're going to have to tell me that story. Like, the full story. What happened. Oh, the full story about yeah. how I played with that Ouija board yeah. one time? Yeah, we're going to have to talk about that at the beginning of another episode soon. Okay, if I can remember okay. it. But go ahead. Yeah, I will I will fucking make you remember that. Uh, I'll remind you. <laughs> I don't know how, but I'm going to make it happen. Jesus, That's okay. True. That's how you say that. All right, number eight. One person should be assigned the task of keeping track of the answers, a different person than the one asking the questions. Number nine, do not leave the planchette on the board. When you're done using your Ouija board, remove the planchette 
Even if you're just leaving the room for a bit, it's considered bad luck to leave a quench out on the board. Did not know that. That's because you're leaving the line open. Yep. (sighs) Number 10, always end the session. Always, always, always end the session. Oh, is that where you just go to goodbye? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Important step. (laughs) You thank them for coming and interacting Mm -hmm. with you, and then you close the board and say goodbye. Yep. And then you yeet that thing into the ocean. (laughs) Correct. So... One that I didn't write down, but that I'm now remembering, was never use it in a graveyard, which I think is pretty common sense, but apparently some people are fuck stupid and do that. I thought that's where you're supposed to do it, because if you can't do it in your home, where else would you go? Your friend's home. A haunted place. (laughs) (laughs) The house you're about to leave. (laughs) Your friend's home. Yeah, that's rude. Number 11, never burn a Ouija board. Oh. This can do more damage than simply leaving it untouched in a closet. Oops. If you're having problems with the Ouija board, store the planchette and board separately. Oh. Fun mm. fact. So on to our main topic of the evening. So, wait, okay. Mm-hmm. so wait, that's th- not our main topic of the evening? Oh, wait, Pazuzu. Yes. Go say it. Zozo. I'm going to say it a fuck ton. Just so, get ready. Oh, my God. Right. Well, that's yes. <laughs> that's interesting that during that time frame, like you said, uh-huh. toys had to actually 100% yeah. and Isn't with all wild? those rules... It mm-hmm. still got patented. Yeah, yep. that's the part that's sketch. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. Wild. So, did they add rules after it was patented? patented did, did, did. These these did rules it? were just rules that I found, like, from a current spiritualist that's like, hey, I don't fuck with no demons, like, kind oh, of person. okay. So I think this was just, like, their own Take. ideology of, like, don't do these things. I thought it was, like, the rules that came in the box. I did present it that way. It's not that. Okay. Because you used to be able to buy Ouija boards at yeah. fucking Toys R Us. You still can. Walmart yeah. sells them. Oh my god, what? Yeah. yeah. That's why I'm There's get the still toys. Play with. Mm-hmm. In the board game <laughs> section. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's great, right? No. Fun for families. <sighs> so, as we're going to get into this, Katie was right. This is something that if you say the name out loud repeatedly, it's more likely, like some people believe that he will come to find you wherever you're at so if you're not listening with headphones i just want you to be cautious and aware and if you don't want to listen to this part that's totally fine skip on ahead because i'm going to say the name a whole lot can i just say i'm glad that uh you guys are over there and i'm over here with my headphones no offense (laughs) i'm a a little jealous that you're not here with us i'm so sad i miss you stand outside your door and just say it that's rude that's you're so in this rude. With us, Manda. just just rub your hands over the house while you're saying it. <laughs> Infect it with pet, your energy. Just pet the house. <laughs> I miss oh, being I your neighbor. I miss you. <laughs> oh mercy me! All right. So Zozo is a demon that loves to mess with people using Ouija board specifically. He will often present as who you're trying to contact, and will have a nice, sweet chat with you. He'll answer all your questions about that person, and he'll show an uncomfortable amount of knowledge about the person in question. Like, an uncomfortable amount. That's that's because I was about to ask that. Mm -hmm. I don't like that part. Yeah, me either. Uh, So much so that he convinces you that that is who you're talking to. So there is, like, no question in your mind, like, I'm talking to my great Aunt Mary or whatever, right? Mm Mm-hmm. He likes to follow that up with an uninvited warning of... You're going to die soon. Close it out. Yeah. When in doubt, close it out. Oh, see, that one's good. I like that one. Hey, I'm proud of myself for that one. That's actually great. 10 out of 10. So, oh, I'm so uncomfortable. 
once you realize that you're talking to something that's not your family member, he'll start to threaten you with a countdown. Like, just out of nowhere, a fucking countdown, right? Well, he'll say something ominous. like, right? He'll come, he'll say something like, Don't. I'm going to come back for you in a year or oh, I'll God. see you in 20 days or whatever. Okay. Yeah. He'd get to that point. I'd be like, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Bring him out, bitch. Let's go. <laughs> I got a sword. You want I got a sword. Sword's so, so not. Is it a silver sword? No, it's a master sword. Oh, my life. fucking God. Of course it is. <laughs> it was an anniversary gift. Oh. <laughs> That's so sweet. I'm slightly jealous. That's the best thing I've ever heard. Theo's amazing. 10 out of 10. Good boy. Man. Boy, boy man, child? Boy man, child thing? Boy man, child. Oh, dear. I'm sorry. I'm... It is what it is. That's fine. We gotta make jokes or I'll cry. I'm ready there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, of course, you know, he'll give you that countdown. He'll say, I'll see you in 20 years. I'll see you in a year. I'll see you in 30 days. Whatever it is, right? Why don't you just come over right now? <laughs> So he's trying to imply that that's the time frame you're going to live. And within that year, that 30 days, whatever, he's going to come back and you're going to die because of him. So. No. That's fun. That's okay. super fun. Yeah. So fun. So fresh. Did you just say no? I just said no. <laughs> no. No. It's not an option. No, thank you. So you'll know that it's not just like a run-of-the-mill demon, right? Because the planchette will start moving in a figure-eight pattern. Excuse the fuck out of me. Hitting Z and O, Z, O, Z, O, back and forth. Like, I'm getting the chills. In not like a normal figure-eight, like slow, like fast. Like very fast. Like you're barely touching the planchette and that bitch is just like fucking hopping. Yes. Yes, just like that. A lot of people believe that this is such an issue, that figure eight motion, because it opens up a portal of some kind. So if as it continues to happen, it's it's just keeps going, keeps getting faster. It's opening up some kind of corporal portal that he can manifest through. Right. Why do people not let go of the planchette? They do sometimes. Okay, good. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. It just depends. I've heard stories where people say that they feel like they can't. Yep. Like it's stuck. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's other stories where they piss him off and the planchette gets so hot they can't touch it. So like it's it's a variety of things. Okay. It's very uncomfortable regardless. Which is why we don't fuck with Ouija boards. Amen. <sighs> yeah. So some people have experienced Zozo moving the planchette to Z-A-Z-A. Or spelling out O-Z or Z-O or Z-A or even Mama, M-A-M-A. Uh, yeah, right? As long as it's in some sort of that figure eight pattern. Hey, my mama. Yeah. Just so wild inaccuracy. Yeah, so that's fun. The differences. So things that accompany this planchette figure eight motion is extreme sense of unease on everybody in the room, everyone in the house. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just have to be that room. It's anyone in the building. Oh, imagine if you did it in an apartment building. Oh, it's so fucking shitty. Everybody's upset. Dick, move. I'd yeah. be pissed. <laughs> you just did it in the stairwell. You don't even live in the apartment building. Oh, Jesus Christ. What an <laughs> ass. Hey, that's how you get away from the night in your house. Outside that's chaotic your apartment building. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Amanda. That's pretty good. That's actually, actually fucking oh, genius. I might use that. Uh, that's not Don't true. try that at home, kids, except maybe do. I mean, don't try it at your home. Right. Yeah, not at your home. For legal reasons, this is a joke. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, mercy. 
Uh, so, intense feelings of depression, all the way up to thoughts of suicide. Damn. You'll see dark shadows moving around the room as you're holding the session, like the room you're having the session in, especially the longer that figure eight pattern goes. You'll start seeing shadows like flicker in the edges of your vision, and then sometimes you'll be able to look and like see it move. Like it's oh, not right. like depending on how intense and how long that's been going. No. Glass, especially mirrors, will break in whatever room you're in. Scratches sometimes appear on anyone in the residence, not even, they don't even have to be in the room, just somebody in the house. Oh my fuck. Yeah, they don't have to be participating and they still get scratched. Other people have reported during and after these sessions, banging on their walls, light tapping, Hmm. that scritching inside the walls that I fucking hate. That you love. And then footsteps, right? Right. So your house just gets fucking haunted because of the Zozo demon. That's cool. So. No. No? No. That sounds like a great time. I've heard something about if you hear, like, taps in, like, threes. Yup. It's always in threes. That's that's bad. That's the mock of the trinity. Yeah. I would dab if there wasn't a mock That's a, don't answer. I appreciate it. (laughs) No, don't answer that knock. (laughs) There is actually a rule about no dabbing in my house. Well, I'm glad you told us this now. I have a nine-year-old. Oh, 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 okay. I forget. It's every other motion. <laughs> Damn. You're lucky there's a mic in front of me. I'd dab right now. You're so mean. Oh, I my know. God. You want to fight? <laughs> you got a sword? No. You're not in your house. I'm not in the house. But you're on the screen in my house. Bliss. Bliss. <laughs> So, even though Zozo is reported to be a Ouija board demon, he has been known to come through in pendulum sessions, automatic writing, and even EVPs. So, it Uh, doesn't matter what you're doing, he'll still show the fuck up. He's just like, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey. (laughs) After encounters with the demon, people experience supreme... Supreme. Oh, Jesus, Mary and Joseph, I can't. Words... Oh, that's, yeah, let's get pizza. Uh, People experience extreme, that's the word I was trying to use, not supreme, depression, suicidal thoughts, horrible luck, like your car's totaled, you get kicked out of your house. That's not luck. The worst. Bad luck. That's horrible luck. Oh. Horrible. Okay, that's why I didn't understand, because you didn't say horrible. And then the worst one, uh, female board users will often be molested by succubi or incubi. Oh, fuck. Oh. So. <laughs> no thanks. That's fun. That's fun. Ugh. Ugh. If you ask Zozo's age, he will move the planchette to zero. He was never born. Mm-hmm. That's fun. If you ask his name again after he's already provided it to you, he'll sometimes spell out demon instead. It's like, I'm not born. Just for fun. I have fun. no birthday. <laughs> I have no birthday. My name demon. I have no demon day. Every My day is name day. is demon. <laughs> So, the first mention of the name Zozo was in 1818 in the dictionary Infernal, which is a French book, which is just Infernal Dictionary in English. Okay. That sounds cooler. Um, written by Jacques Colin Colon de Plancy. That was excellent. That, that was That awful. was pretty good. Yeah, that Thank was you a, all. That was I impressive. almost asked if you were French. That's so sweet. No, the hair gives it away. <laughs> <laughs> there has to be ginger french people i don't know let's find out google sometimes. they must exist tell me in france if that's a thing please i think 
I don't know. I'm so, Googling it. Thank you. So the book covered an 1816 story of a young girl and her possession. The keyword that was used was severe demonic oh, fuck. possession. Not, not like, oh. you know, your average possession, I guess. Um, there were three main demons that tormented her. Ah. Mimi. Crapolet. Uh, okay. And Zozo. Yikes. Big yikes. Cause she was she was a little girl. She wasn't she was like twelve. And just got messed up. Poor so it's not fun. The first time Zozo was taken seriously since that was in the possession of Roland Doe. Wait, what? Yep. That was the Zozo demon, bro. Roland Doe? The invent the events that inspired the Exorcist movie and book was the possession of Roland Doe. That was someone's literal name? Yes. I love their parents. Yep. <laughs> Roland Doe. All yep. right. Yeah. Roland Doe. Like, I feel bad that for the actual purposeful. person. Yeah. But I, the parents are shitbags for naming their kid that. Right. I also think that was a name partially... Like, I think his first name was actually Roland, but they called him Doe like John Doe to try and protect uh, his identity. Oh. Everybody now knows what his actual last name was. I just wrote Roland Doe because that's more recognizable. Okay. So and more fun. Mm-hmm. The Einfield poltergeist, which inspired The Conjuring 2, was also Zozo. Fun fact. So. Neat. The more you know. That's always great. Uh, So here, so that's like all of the historical information that I found. And now I have two stories to read you. Okay. Read the stories. Yeah. Read the stories. Go. Oh, mercy. All right. So this first one is a guy who was made famous actually by being on Ghost Adventures for the Zozo demon. Okay. So let's let's read his account. Yes, please. He says, my name is Darren and I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm currently 40 years old and have a fascination with the occult. And I have had that fascination since an early age. I have had many bizarre experiences with Ouija boards and I'm writing this as a warning to people that bad things can happen because of these quote unquote portals. Parker Brothers doesn't care if a demon possesses you. True words were never written. They just want your money. Uh-huh. Or if you come under some kind of an attack from something that you know nothing about. The majority of people from the U.S. holds a skeptical view regarding the scientific evidence of spirits or ghosts, and many believe in these, or many who believe in these things also believe that it is for this very reason that ghosts and poltergeists occur here and exist, quote-unquote, under the radar, so to speak. These Ouija boards are manufactured under the press, the precept that they are mere toys let me tell you from first-hand experience they are not toys and should be used with strict caution probably should not be messed with at all in capitals just if you needed further warning (laughs) (laughs) other countries take a more open-minded view of spirits demons and ghosts and many cultures have based entire religions from these beliefs during my experiences with ouija boards one particular spirit always seems compelled to make its presence known its name is zozo Today, I refuse to even pronounce its name, as I believe the mere pronunciation of it can cause it to manifest itself. Too many times to count. It has at first pretended to be a nice spirit, or pretended to be whomever I was trying to contact. But eventually, it showed its true self, cussing me, threatening me, and others present in the room. Once it actually cussed me using words that look like Latin or Hebrew, and using biblical terminology. Oh, great. Uh, That's always a good sign. I do like to cuss at people in different languages. 
Don't we all? Is that is that a pastime? Sometimes keeps life interesting. Oh yeah. I say bitch and like, well at least one other. <laughs> at least one. Because <laughs> I have German and Spanish. Fair. Yeah. That's pretty good. Continue. Yes, he continues. I was genuinely fascinated and startled at how many times Zozo showed up. Even in many different states and many different Ouija boards, it always wound up being very nasty and commenting freely about how it wanted to possess my girlfriends and take them to paradise. Uh. When okay. asked where Yeah, right. When asked where paradise was, it spelled out H E L L. Uh. Excuse me, sir, that's not paradise. I mean, for him it is. He's a demon. Oh, okay. <laughs> One time after Zozo was being extremely evil, his words, I walked into my bathroom only to see my one-year-old daughter about to drown. Oh. Whoa. I got the bad chills. Ooh. I think you heard it in my voice. That was not fun. Uh, her mother had left her alone in the tub just for a second, and somehow uh. the water had gotten turned on and was overflowing the tub. Instinctively, she had her face tilted up and was seconds from going under the water when I grabbed her. Whoa. The next day, she was hospitalized for some weird internal infection and was put in isolation for 14 days straight <gasps> as doctors tried to diagnose the illness. My poor baby. We almost lost her, and that was when I started to suspect demonic attack. At that point, you just stop using a fucking Ouija board. Yeah, did he keep going? Yes. What a fucking idiot. Correct. Like, there's a reason he won't say the name now, because he acted like a dipshit for so long. Huh. <laughs> So Why at, are you trying to summon demons if you have a child in your home? Seriously. Like, what the fuck yeah. is wrong with you? It's literally the rule. Don't do it in your house. Right. He's, he's not a very smart man. I'm, I'm mad. <laughs> it gets worse. I wish it got better. <sighs> at this same time, my girlfriend maintained a trance-like state. Her personality changed from a very sweet person to withdrawn and uncaring. Zozo said before this that it was going to possess her and eat her soul. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Nice. 10 out of 10. I was recording music for a future rock project, and I remember jokingly asking it if it had an opinion on what I should name the band. Because he's still using the fucking board and is asking stupid shit like that, because that's smart. It spelled out Iron Tongue, which at the time he thought was pretty cool. Only later, when my daughter's tongue swelled up in the hospital to the point of asphyxiation, I realized that it wasn't cool at all. This guy's an idiot. Correct. Like, even in the Ghost Adventures episode, I'm like, what What the fuck, dude? Just throw mm. the whole guy away. Basically. <laughs> like, definition of trash. Her tongue became rock hard and distorted her face, swelling up to where it hung grotesquely from her mouth. Oh. We took, yeah, we took turns bedside at the hospital for what seemed like forever before my daughter began to recover from this strange affliction. Keep in mind, this was after she had almost drowned. So, number one, she almost drowned. Number two, she got so sick she had to put it be put in isolation in the hospital for 14 days. And then number three, her fucking tongue swells. And her dad's still being a fucking idiot. Right. He's still using the Ouija board. Like, come on, dog. Like, figure it. What is the fucking common denominator here? Hello? It, yeah. Uh, it doesn't get better. Oh. When guests would spend the night in our house, they would claim they would hear frightening voices coming from inside the walls. Objects would be thrown across the room, and spiders seemed to come from nowhere. My girlfriend's brother, whom lived with us, complained that he couldn't sleep at night because the quote-unquote conversations were so loud that he simply could not rest. Damn. He believed in oh, ghosts. Okay. 
He believed in ghosts, and even though he wasn't afraid of them, he said that it definitely felt demonic. Lights would come off and on by themselves. Doors would open and unlock themselves. One night in our bedroom, a vicious laughter emanated from thin air, and to this day, I cannot explain the terror in that laughter. You're a fucking idiot. I'm still using the boards. Oh, I'm so mad. I, oh, jeez. One night, I was awakened by what felt like hands on my throat choking me. I could not breathe. I could not scream. After about 30 seconds, it releases its grip and I gasp for air. The same thing happened to my girlfriend the next night. How does he still have a fucking girlfriend? I would have left his dumbass. Jesus. <sighs> I'm angry. Uh, it just, it gets worse. Yeah. It was funny, it was funny at first, but now I'm, no. I'm just, I'm just, I'm getting mad. Yeah, as soon as the kids are involved, I'm like, nah, dog. Uh-uh. Nope. You're like, nope, An- not neat. <sighs> Another night, me and her brother were standing just outside of the back porch, sliding glass doors when we were to talk, what? I got tongue-tied. When we were talking about a supposed curse on their family, I abruptly exclaimed, quote, I rebuke this curse in the name of Jesus Christ. Do you get to do that by that point? No. I no longer <laughs> finished saying those exact words when a deafening sound and a vibration struck the entire house with such an amazing boom that the neighbors came over to ask if I'd heard something strange. Yeah, it was my house. It was your house? No, it was the guy's house. It was, it was just... <sighs> It was my fucking demon it was, house. It Don't worry just, about yeah, it. It's, it's just the demon house now. Oh, God. Oh. I knew it wasn't our imaginations. I got out the ladder to see what had landed on top of the house, only to find nothing. Things seemed to settle down after that, and to this day, I believe that whatever made that noise also caused the disturbance to go away. For a while. My girlfriend broke up with me. First oh, smart thing she's fucking God. done. Hopefully she took the kid. I met someone online in Michigan where I moved up to be with her. She didn't believe in spirits, and although I knew better, I decided to make her a believer as well. Oh my fucking, fucking god. This guy's a cunt, am I right? Oh, Jesus. Living in a very small town in Marshall, Michigan, there were no stores that sold Ouija boards, so I downloaded one from the internet. Oh my, what f- As I printed it out, and to my horror, Zozo returned. Oh, what a surprise. I'm so I'm so mad. It said it came from quote unquote cyberspace, and when I asked it where it lived, it spelled out skull necklace. We didn't think much about this until I asked again where it was. This time it said mirror. Mm. Uh, there was only one mirror in the bedroom where we were, crouched on the floor, and I heard a scream coming from her seven-year-old niece who was watching us with another young friend. So they have fucking kids in the room when they're doing this, so that's, yeah, mm-hmm, great guy. I want to punch him great in the dick. Repeatedly, <laughs> until it doesn't work. Let's just cut it off. Ooh. <laughs> oh, God. So we looked up in the mirror and saw the skull necklace swaying back and forth with glowing eyes looking down at us. Because apparently she owned a skull necklace and had hung it up there and it was fucking swinging just going to town that's cool my new girlfriend's son had hugged the necklace on one of the posts of the waterbed hours before i downloaded the paper board we almost jumped out of our skin and although three feet of fresh snow had fallen that night we all found ourselves outside in the front yard not knowing what to do scared and frozen in terror my girlfriend was so fascinated she drove 40 miles to purchase a new glow in the dark ouija board much to my dismay Oh, oh, now, now it's he's not upset. Okay. Yeah, now, now he's upset. What a, what a penis penis. Oh he's my god. He's a dick, dude. He's a penis penis. Oh, I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> so the next night, we had another session in the same room. 
Zozo immediately came forth, and even without being a participant, my girlfriend's nieces were using the planchette, and I would secretly write down a color onto a small piece of paper, then crumple it up so no one could see. I asked the young girls to ask the board if it knew which color I had written down, and it quickly scooted over to yes and spelled out blue. I remember chills coursing up and down my spine as I threw the wadded up paper to my girlfriend. Her eyes widened as she read the word blue written in my handwriting on the paper. You don't pick a normal color like blue. You go with like periwinkle marine. Yeah. Exactly. You go with something weird. Oh, I hate him so much. One night, we asked the board if the spirit would show itself. It spelled yes and told me to turn out the lights and take a picture of the necklace above the board. I'm going to vomit. Why? I'm going to vomit. I... You still want to use a board? Yeah. Do you We're not done. Board, Katie? We're not done. The answer is now no. Go, f- go fuck <laughs> I yourself. You. Good. Uh, I did just that. And what turned out is eerie, to say the least. The upper left-hand corner of the picture, you can plainly see a winged skeleton flying about. And there are the exact same, like, okay, he wrote this funny because I just copy-pasted it. And it says, and they are of the exact same weird shape as the quote-unquote skateboarder skeleton's necklace. So it looks exactly the same as the necklace, basically. Toward the middle, you can make out a hit, make out hideous faces. I've seen at least four evil faces in this picture. I took this picture about six years ago from when I'm writing this now. People have stolen it off paranormal websites claiming they took it, blah, blah, blah. But, of course, it was me. <sighs> a few months ago, I googled the word Zozo. To my shock, many other people have been contacted by a demon of the same name. I read about 20 coincidence, um, about 20 similar stories, and now convinced that this simply cannot be a coincidence there's a lot of c's in that That (laughs) i'm proud of you you did it (sighs) i'm so uncomfortable supposedly zozo is an ancient demon someone some assume that it's the name for the destroyer others assume that it's pazuzu which is an ancient mesopotamian god they're actually separate things a lot of people think some other people think they're one and the same it is what it is he's made up I I say made up he has a lot of lore that I only find in his stuff which is kind of strange to me because like the other things I can corroborate with other sources Mm -hmm. but a lot of things that he says you just find with him so I don't know if he's like forged a bond with Zozo or he just tells him stuff I don't know disgusting regardless I don't like it (laughs) So this story, this story was written by Darren Wayne in 2009. Okay. So that's the first one. 19 year old me would have kicked, like, just kicked him in the nads too. Correct. Because he's a big penis penis. Um, actually, in the Zach Bagel Bites episode, he has a new girlfriend. Fuck. <laughs> right? And right. he's like, I really don't want to do this like Ouija board thing. And Zach's like, bro, you called us here to do the fucking Ouija board thing. And he's like, okay, I guess. So, like, he gets the Ouija board out, and his girlfriend ends up getting partially possessed and running out of the fucking house. Like, it's the middle of winter. She runs out with no jacket and no shoes, and they have to drive around the fucking city to try and find her. Are you serious? Swear to God. It's awful. I am not a fan of that episode, because I don't like this dude. Damn. Anyway. So... 
Here is a Betty story. Betty Boom, you look a little mad over there. I am. <laughs> Breathe. I am so angry. Bad. I'm so angry right now. He's such a dick, man. Like. It's like you fuck around with a Ouija board when you're young. It happens. Right. Not when people you're. People make ugh. mistakes. But then you get older. You have children. You're supposed to mature. And you're supposed to do things that are good for your children. But instead, he's just fucking it up. Repeatedly. <gasps> Repeatedly. Just hanging with his demon, pal. Yeah. It must be besties. That's all I can think of. Demon How besties. old is this guy? 40. In 2009. What a fucking... Yeah. That's why he's not married. Yeah. He's 50 now. <laughs> he's old fi- enough to 51? know better. 51 now. Jesus. Yeah. And he's still acting like a cock. Okay. All right. So. Second second story. Yeah. Fun fact. All right. This one got me real good, so I'm so sorry, all okay. of you. As long as he's not stupid. No. I mean, they're, they're college kids, so they're pretty fucking dumb, but, yeah, but in a different way. Repetitively dumb. Yeah. In a different way. To start things off, first I want to apologize for any screwed up grammar or punctuation. I'm not a writer. That's what he says. Actually, it's all pretty good, but here we are. He says, also, I want to point out that even after the events of this story, I'm still skeptical of spirits and ghosts wandering around. However, I do believe that there are some demons who will make themselves known. A couple years ago, a couple of good friends of mine invited us over to another buddy's house for a few beers, some cards, etc. Tom and I had got there around 8 p.m. It was He was supposed to be the DD, so Tom was supposed to not drink. And, of course, college kids. Tom got drunk. So by Ooh. 2, 2.30 in the morning, they decided it's probably, we're just going to spend the night. Which was good. 10 out of 10 for them. They're not going to try and drive drunk, so I'm pleased. Okay. Okay. Not stupid so far. So they were at their friend Mike's house, and Mike has a roommate named Chris. So as Tom and I are figuring out who gets the couch and who gets the floor, Mike walks in and sets a thin, narrow box down on the table and says, check this out. Oh, Jesus. Mike's an idiot. (laughs) Mike's a dick. So so we open it up and sure enough, it's a Ouija board. Before this whole event, I didn't believe in ghost spirits or demons walking the earth at all. Not even a little bit. So I just laughed and asked why I even had one. Dude, I know how you feel about this stuff, but sometimes these things talk back. They really do answer your questions, and sometimes it's like they just stay around for a little while after you're done talking. Me and Chris thinks it it's rad. <laughs> well, screw it. We're all here, and you've got this thing just sitting there, so let's see what happens, I say. Mike calls Chris into the room, and Tom is so drunk that I'm not even sure that he heard the previous conversation, so we pull the Ouija board from the box. Mike explains how it's all supposed to work, and we talk about what we're going to ask. Before we really get into it, Chris asks, or Chris says to Mike almost under his breath, dude, what about the last time? I don't think I'm going to sit in on this one. Excuse me, what? (laughs) Mike basically calls big red flags. That's a whole battalion of red flags, my dude. (laughs) So Mike basically calls Chris a pussy, and... Chris goes into his room, which I would too. I'd smart be like, Chris. fuck you. No, Chris, no. Is, Chris is smart. Chris is the smartest one out of everyone. Don't punch Chris in the dick. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> everyone else, dick punches. <laughs> oh, mercy. I'm so mad. This is what happens. I don't get scared. I get mad. It's a defense mechanism. <laughs> it's, the, it's the trauma. It's fine. It's fine. I'm in danger. <laughs> So Mike looks at Tom and I and asks if we still want to try it out without mentioning the last time. 
And we went ahead. That's when you, that was your first mistake. Yeah. Well, second, third? Oh, second or third mistake. Okay. Fifth. So in parenthesis, he says, I should mention that Mike went the whole nine with this thing. He had everything, like candles, the whole nine yards. So we set our hands on the little centerpiece, the planchette. Mike opens his mouth, and before he can even make a word, the piece starts to slide back and forth across the board. I take my hand off, and the piece stops, and I tell Mike to quit screwing around and do this for real. I wasn't in the mood for him to just make a joke of it after talking us into using this thing at 2.30 in the morning. Oh. 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 Yeah. Okay. He tells me that he thought I was doing it, and that usually it takes a few minutes for something to happen after calling on it. Well, let's just start it again, I say. We place our hands back on the centerpiece, and Mike says, Who is there? And the piece begins to move more controlled and less erratic, and it spells out I-T-I-S-I-S. Jesus. Z-O-Z-O. It is Zozo. (laughs) Mike looks at me, almost timid, and says, This will be interesting. Mike's a fucking dick. Dick. Punch him in the dick. (laughs) I had no idea who or what Zozo was, other than it sounded like a Led Zeppelin album. Still funny. It is, actually. Uh, Mike says, why why are you still here? And it replies, staying. And then it spells out, Chris. Where's Chris? You know, the sweet boy that went to his bedroom because he didn't want to play? We all look at each other. And now I see why Chris didn't want to stay for this. He was scared. I asked Mike if we should go get him. And then the piece moves and it says no. At this point, I'm kind of starting to get a little creeped out. The way the centerpiece was moving was different. It almost felt like a different air than one of us moving it. Almost like it was gliding opposed to sliding. Tom was barely conscious enough to keep his hands on the thing, so I didn't figure he was aware enough of what was going on to be doing it. Then the piece spells out, Hello, Tom. Tom jumps up, hardly able to stand, and says, How does that thing know my name? Mike tells him to sit down, not to worry about it, and he knew he and Chris's names as well. Tom sits down at the table, and we hear a door down the hallway open. And see the bathroom light is on. Figuring it was Chris, we didn't think about it and continued on. The next thing it spelled out was night. K-N-I-G-H-T. Mike and Chris had a small night statue in the front corner of their apartment. They had taken from an abandoned uh, home decor outlet. Mm-hmm. As one does. <coughs> I, w- I would do that. Yeah, you know, for fun. Now I'm kind of getting creeped out. I'm getting a little concerned. The hair on the back of your neck is kind of standing up. Chris was down the hall and the rest of us were all together. And the night moved by itself. Ah. No, thank you. How the fuck did that happen? (sighs) Mike asks if I had any questions. And on the fly, I say, if you're real, make a sound. (gasps) you. Nothing happened. Oh, phew. We sat and listened for maybe five more minutes and never heard anything else. Mike says to me, you just taunted the thing. Chris and I did the same thing when we first talked to it and realized we'd made a mistake. I kind of laughed and we hear knocking at the front door, which honestly made us all jump. Mike walks to the door and a girl asks if our friend on the balcony is okay. Excuse me? Mike tells her Uh. everyone's inside and she says, well, somebody's on your balcony staring up at ours and it's creeping us out. We're going to call security. Mike improvs and tell her how he had been drinking all night and now remembers there's a friend out there who'd gone to smoke a cigarette a couple hours before. Said he'd forgotten him and locked the door. Uh, I'm so uncomfortable. 
Mike, Tom, and myself went over to the balcony door, and Mike slowly pushes the curtains aside. The door, which Mike was sure he had locked, is now cracked open. We all look at each other, and Tom, sobering up a little bit, asks Mike if there's anything like this has ever happened. Mike says, no, but that Zozo thing really scared Chris. I knew how his mom passed away and said some really other crazy stuff about him. I told Mike I didn't want to do anything with the board anymore, and he and Tom could continue, but I was going to go to sleep. Wait, but who's on the balcony? Nobody now. The door's open. So whoever was there is inside, right? Oh. Yeah, logic pertains. Okay, okay. Also, you don't ever go to sleep and you've summoned a demon because then you're putting down your defenses and you're putting, you're just, that's how you get possessed. Notice how they walked away from the board and didn't close it the fuck out, too. So that's fun. I laid down on the couch and they continued. Not long after I'd sat down, I heard Tom say, oh shit, and I rolled over and they're both looking at me. The room was, I got full body chills, y'all. The room was only lit by candlelight, so it was really ominous. When I asked them what, Mike said, we didn't ask it anything, and it's spelled Chris, dude. I was in the middle of asking if they were serious. When I see it moving again, it spells dark. We feel a rush of air like something out of a movie, and all the candles go out. Excuse me? (laughs) I'm nauseous now. My hands are clammy. You're welcome. We heard the sliding balcony door open and shut, which they had shut and locked after they looked outside. Mm. So that's twice now that motherfucker has opened by itself. Then we hear a thud, thud, thud of something running down the hallway. We all jump up and hear a door down the hall open and we hear Chris scream. After a shudder, we take off down the hall and the door slams shut in our face. We hear Chris say, dude, Paul, who is, who is me, the storyteller. Okay. Stop looking at me like that. This isn't cool. Back the fuck up, dude. What the, hear, f- yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. We hear what sounded like glass hitting the wall and shattering while Chris was saying basically the same things over and over again. This whole time we're trying to get the door open, but it's as if it's locked and the bedroom doors have no locks on them. Then all of a sudden it stops. Chris's bedroom lights turn on and we fling the door open. He's huddled in the corner facing the wall. We walk over to him slowly. And Mike asks if he was all right. Chris turns around and yells at Mike. What the fuck, dude? Get rid of that board. I'm moving out. I'm getting my things. I'm leaving tonight. This is too fucking much. Tom stays with Chris while Mike and I go to throw the board away. We get to the table and see that the planchette is missing. Oh, no. Oh, no. Mike says, don't say anything about that. If it comes up, it does. If it doesn't, it was never missing in the first place. He picks up the board, walks out to the trash can in the front, and throws it away. None of us talked about that for a few months. Chris moved back to his home state with his parents. <gasps> All the fuck way away. Mike stayed at the apartment and found a new roommate. Good By now, I... <sighs> yeah. 10 out of 10, Chris. He's a good boy. Mike's a fucking dick. By now, I'd pretty much put it behind me. Not that I just shrugged it off as nothing. But I was trying to bury it as nothing. One afternoon last week, I came home from a long day at work. I walk inside, and on my counter, I see the fucking planchette sitting on my counter. Fuck. Immediately, I call Mike, yelling at him, cussing him out, screaming at him for breaking into my place and playing a prank on me. He cuts me off, saying, dude, my roommate found the board under his bed last night. Oh! And that's the end. I just got cold chills. 
you're so welcome. I'm so glad you came to my TED Talk. Don't use a motherfucking Ouija board. <laughs> <laughs> so. We're done. Nope. It's not <laughs> happening anymore. Like, I was 100% sold on uh-huh. doing it. Yeah. Not anymore. Not anymore. Because apparently that shit follows you. Yeah, it does. It'll attach the fuck to you. So, uh, and they times. never said goodbye. No, they never closed it out because they didn't have the planchette. Because their planchette was missing. No, we're not doing it. Woo! Your pocket when you walk away. Okay, guys. On that note, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. All right. Thank you so much for listening to our sponsor. It is actually now my turn to tell a story. No one look at my notes. I'm looking. Spook me good, please. <laughs> don't look at my notes. I can't see that far away. I see words. I don't know how your eyeballs are. <laughs> not, I don't think anybody's eyeballs are that good. That's probably not true. What if I told you I was reading your notes? Oh, shoot. (laughs) Witchcraft. Hack the internet, actually. (laughs) I think I accidentally sent you my one note one time. And then I I thought I was just sending the one. Oh, yeah. You're like, don't read it. I was like, don't read it. Don't read anything. (laughs) Delete all of it. (laughs) So sad. It was so sad. Oh, we all have cringeworthy fan fiction saved uh, on our computers from middle and high school. I wouldn't disagree. <laughs> I don't. I think I think that computer has long since died. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I, um, in true Betty fashion, I have a little bit of a thing that I want to talk to before I get into the major thing that I want to talk to. Ooh. So, um, the first thing I want to talk about is the body, I had trouble with this word earlier, and I normally don't, um, decompulsion, no. Decomposition? Yes, thank you. You're welcome. So the body, fuck. Body decomposition. (laughs) Decomposition. There you go. Yeah. The body decomposition timeline. Yes, please. I'm just going to edit out all the times I've got it wrong and no one else is going to know about it. Except for now. I'll edit that too. It's fine. It's all fine. <laughs> so, between 24 and 72 hours, the internal organs decompose. The corpse uh, progresses through allegor mortis, which is the reduction of the body temperature until an ambient temperature is reached. Rigor mortis, the, te- the temporary stiffening of the limbs due to chemical change in the muscles. And liver mortis, which is the pulling of the blood on the side of the body that is closer to the ground. Oh, yeah. Disgusting. Yeah, this one's watched... pretty gross. I'm so excited. It's... You don't even okay, you know. you psychopath. Jesus. I'm excited. Uh, between three and five days, the body starts to bloat and blood-containing foam leaks from the mouth and nose. Mm. Yeah. At this stage, the microorganisms residing in the human gut begin to digest the tissues of the body, excreting gases that cause the torso and limbs to bloat the producing foul-smelling chemicals. Cells and tissues break down and release hydrolithic hydrolithic enzymes, and the layer of skin may become loosened, leading to skin slippage. Yeah, that's where it's at. That's the one where the cold chill. Decomposition of the gastronomical tract results in a dark, foul-smelling liquid called perch fluid, that is forced out of the nose and mouth due to gas pressure in the intestine. This is. I'm so gonna vomit. Gross. What the fuck is this like going up to? <laughs> I'm so excited. Eight to ten days, the body turns 
uh, from green to red as the blood decomposes and the organs in the in the abdominal nope eight to ten days the body turns from green to red as the blood decomposes and the organs in the abdominal abdomen accumulate gas several weeks nails and teeth fall out and one month the body starts to liquefy also called putrefaction Ew. of course if you have ever seen any crime show such as csi criminal minds law and order you know that there are outside factors that can change the rate of decomposition weather environment insects and animal activity so that's just a little science. I, I'm really excited about where we're going to after the science lesson. So we are going to be talking about Carl Tanzler, <gasps> a Dr. Count Carl von Kossel. Oh my god. Who? Hmm. I'm gonna Bless scream. Dr. Count Carl von Kossel. Okay. I can't breathe. I'm so excited. I need to know who this person is. That's okay. I have no You're idea gonna. who this person is. It's, it's really old. <laughs> it's an oldie but horrible. <laughs> it's so bad. Carl Tanzler was born on February 8, 1877 in Dresden, Germany, um, which is actually one of the countries that I went to, or actually one of the cities and countries I went to with Papa Boom last year. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, so I, I actually got excited when I read that one, but it has nothing to do with this fucker. And that he is. Mm -hmm. Supposedly, since the time he was 12 years old, his ancestor, Countess Anna Constiana von Kossel, would appear to him in dreams and show him visions of his future, most specifically, the face of his soulmate, an exotic dark-haired woman. Ooh. And when they say exotic, they mean not white. Oh, nor German. Nor German, yeah. Mein Deutsch. <laughs> in 1910 he moved to australia to study weather patterns but once world war one broke out he was sent to a concentration camp for safekeeping ordered by the british officers sounds right for safekeeping for safekeeping air quotes everyone just air quoted <laughs> big air quotes <laughs> an excerpt from his autobiography says many years ago carl von kossel traveled from india to australia with the intention of proceeding to the South Seas Islands, he paused in Australia to collect equipment and suitable boats and to become acquainted with prevailing weather and sea conditions. However, he became interested in engineering and electrical work there, bought property, boats, and organ, which does come into play later. Ooh. An island in the Pacific. So he was still in Australia at the end of 10 years. Wow, that's a long... Damn. Um, stop. Yep. <laughs> he had just begun to build his trans-ocean flyer when the war broke out and the British military authorities placed him in a concentration camp for safekeeping along... Lost my place. Along with many officers, Indian and China, who were prisoners of war. Later, he was removed to trial bay to a castle-like prison on the cliffs and there the work of this narrative was accomplished at the end of the war no prisoner was permitted to return to his former residence but all were shipped to the prisoners exchange in holland when carl von kossel was released he set out to find his mother from whom he had not heard since the beginning of the war finding her safe 
he remained with her for three years, witnessing the chaos that followed the wake of the war. Finally, she, see, she suggested, which is really hard to say, that her son return to his sister in the United States. Oh, no. So wait, so where was his mother? In Holland, apparently, okay. or Germany. Okay, okay, so he... It wasn't very clear. So he left Australia. He was shipped from Australia to Holland, and then he found his mom instead of... And then, okay. yeah, stayed with her for three years. Um, I also heard that while he was at the castle-like prison, he and some of the other prisoners were working on a secret sailboat that they were going to use to escape. But by the time it was finished, the war was over. Oh, okay, Ripperino. Secret sailboat. Secretly. <laughs> Thank you, dickhead. <laughs> sneaky, sneaky. That's the only option. So sneakily. <laughs> Um, around the time that Carl found his mother, he also chose to get married to a woman named Doris Schaefer, despite knowing that she wasn't his soulmate because she was German. And she was white. Oh, okay. God. <laughs> oh, no. And they had two daughters together, Aisha and Corista. Cor- yeah, Corista. The family immigrated to the United States in 1926. They settled in Zephyr Hills, Florida. A year later, Carl left his family and got a job as a radiology technician at the U.S. Marine Hospital in Key West, Florida, under the name Carl von Kosel. Later, his daughter Carissa died of diphtheria. Oh, no. So, um, and when I say he left his family, I mean, he dipped out. Oh. He was just yeah. like, see ya. Yeah, he just left. I'm gonna go buy cigarettes from the corner store. And just never came back. No, I'm gonna go get milk. <laughs> yeah, milk. yeah. Uh. Okay, cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go get a pizza. Yeah, everyone. I'm gonna go get pizza. Who, who would like pizza? Everybody's, <laughs> everybody's down to pizza. Great. Yes. Uh, do we want uh, pepperoni or do we want the supreme? Supreme. 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 The pizza, supreme yes. pizza. Yes. I'll go get that now. Goodbye. Goodbye forever. What? No. That's, <laughs> That's not what I said. I'll be back or not. We're putting words in my mouth. You know, it's fine. Everything's fine. Oh. Uh, so at the U.S. Marine Hospital, he told them that he was a doctor. Oh. Which he wasn't. Oh. A count, which he wasn't. Oh. A oh. war hero, which he wasn't. He's German. What the fuck kind of war hero would you take that's German after World War One? A submarine what? captain. Which he wasn't. uh, And that he held nine university degrees, which he didn't. What a penis penis. Which this was also the 1920s, and you could be whatever the fuck you wanted to be as long as you said it with enough confidence. Oh, God. They didn't have people check this shit. Nice. Oh, no. Just acted like he belonged. (laughs) Yeah, it's fine. On April 22, 1930, a 21-year-old Cuban-American woman was brought into the hospital um, where Carl worked by her mother. Her name was Maria Elena Malegro de Hoyos, and she was dying of tuberculosis. So many names. Oh, no consumption. That was pretty pretty good. Uh, It kind of makes me mad that I couldn't find that much about Elena. Like, her name was Maria, but she went by Elena. Okay. Um, but it could, I couldn't find much about her. Uh, every article that mentioned her had to involve that sick fuck Carl. Oh, no. Mm. Every one of them. 
That's really shitty. Like, uh, what a way to be remembered. Yeah. Uh, this is what I found out. But this is what I know about her. Elena was born in 1910 to Cuban parents Francisco Hoyos and Aurora Milagro. Uh, her father was a cigar maker, and her mother stayed at home with Elena and her two sisters, Florinda and Selena. When she was 16, she married Luis Mesta, who dipped and moved to Miami after Elena suffered a miscarriage. Oh, what a dick. Yeah. And she lived at home with her parents and was loved by her community. In 1930, tuberculosis was still considered a deadly disease. Approximately 110,000 Americans would die each year from it. About one in seven people who contracted it wouldn't make it. Oof. Carl instantly recognized Elena as the woman from his dreams and oh, vowed no. to save her so that they could start their life together, despite the huge age gap. I was uh, about to say, wait, what's she's, the age gap? She's what, 20? Carl was 53. And <laughs> she was 21. Disgusting. Oh. <clears throat> so there was a 32 year age gap. I'm very upset. And they were both married. Yep, I was about to say, she's technically married. He's technically married. Like, not okay. Like, age gaps are fine if both parties consent. Oh, we'll get to that. Mm. Elena was held at the hospital for a short time and then sent home. Carl convinced Elena and her family that he could save her, and they allowed him to come into their home and treat her illness. Carl stole equipment and medications from the hospital, and he made up concoctions, potions, tonics, elixirs, and herbs in order to treat her. He gave her regular shock treatments and x-rays to check her progress. Oh my god. I'm so upset. So not doctor. <laughs> no. And even if this He's had worked this. to cure her TB, he probably would have given her cancer from all the x-rays. Yeah. Especially back then. Mm-hmm. Carl also used this time to shower Elena with gifts of jewelry, dresses, and expensive perfumes, all while professing his undying love. And he proposed. They're both married. You can't you can't do that. That's... She turned him down. You know, Good. The whole Good thing uh, where for her. she was dying. Right. And she's married. Yeah. And probably not interested. Good woman. In a 50-year-old man <laughs> who has nothing to offer her but shock treatments and x-rays. <laughs> From what I can tell, Elena never reciprocated these feelings. You know, There it is. Probably because he was this weird old German guy. No means and... no. Yeah. Oh, she was dying. So, um, despite his best efforts, Elena, um, Elena passed away just three months later on October 25th, 1931. Aw. Oh, we're coming up on the anniversary. Yeah, we are. Mm. Carl and the Hoyos family were heartbroken. Carl, with the consent of her family, paid for Elena's funeral and erected an elaborate above-ground mausoleum for her corpse. He wanted her above ground in case there was a hurricane. That way the floodwaters couldn't get to her and make her ugly. Well, it was okay until you said that. <laughs> he had her coffin lined with formaldehyde and other preserving agents and made a special key and had a special key made for himself so he could come and go as he pleased. Ew. Mm. Carl spent hours at Elena's graveside every day for two years talking to her corpse, singing songs to her, no. and writing stories. No means no. After doing this almost every night for two years, Carl decided that he just couldn't keep going to the graveyard every night after night. Oh, Excuse me? No. 
also claimed mm. that just like his dead ancestor, Countess whatever her name was, that Elena started appearing to him, begging him to release her from her stone prison. No, she didn't. No. You need help. The Don't one do it, that, Carl. The one that he had made for her and had placed her in. So late one night, Carl arrived at the graveyard with a red radio flyer wagon and spirited Elena's body away to his house. How long had it been since she died? Two, Two years. years. Oh, so decomp has finished. I mean, well, like uh, no, formaldehyde. Fuck. Other things on her to oh no. Slow it. Oh mm-hmm. no. But it's still. <sighs> I know the end, and I'm still upset. I just would like everyone to <sighs> to just visualize this, though. Oh, it's already visualized. A red wagon. Yeah, well, like a little red wagon that like, like children a... fucking. Play oh with. wait a minute, we're not talking about a car no. Volkswagen. No, a, no, like a little no. red wagon. No, a little little red wagon. Toy wagon he took a grown woman body and put that in there it doesn't get better (laughs) um as you can imagine elena wasn't holding up so well by this time and her bones were starting to fall away from each other yep so yep that cartilage is breaking down yeah carl couldn't have that so he strung Uh. her back together with a can of wire and um Oh, I feel Amanda. I feel like the disgust I just saw on your face through this video <laughs> link is justified after you that didn't shit see my you put face. us through, bro. You didn't see my face. I did. I saw your face for a second, and then I saw Amanda, and I was like, "Yup." It only gets worse. It do. I'm so oh. sorry, friend. So um, yeah, I've been holding on to Carl for a while. Let's hear it. Like he's been holding on to that poor woman. Yeah. <laughs> It gets worse. Just remember oh, that. No. Um, so when Elena died, her, Carl had a death mask made of her. What the <laughs> fuck does that mean? Oh. It was actually a very common thing at the time. They yeah. would um, basically make a plaster mold of a person's face. So you could go and like basically just make a mask of their face. So you just had it. Which is like... That's less creepy that's, than a lot of other things. Creepy. That's less creepy, it's creepy than stringing someone's body with piano wire. Correct. It's it's creepy, Fun but it's fact, like busts. The CPR dummy Annie, her face. Yeah. Resurrection Annie. Yeah. Resurrection Annie. Is a, Jesus. Is a dead person's face. From, that makes sense. From France, I believe. Oh. She's yes. From France. Oh. Uh, well. But anywho. Today I learned. What's Carl doing now that he's got her uh, pianoed together, strung together with piano wire? So decomposition continued to happen, and as it do, she wasn't feeling so great, guys. Um, you know how we talked about skin slippage? Yeah, I'm gonna mm-hmm. vomit. You might. There's a trash can near you. Um, it doesn't have a bag. In it's it, a I it's a mesh trash can, by the way, <laughs> with no bag. <laughs> Yeah, that one's pretty, and it's got butterflies on it. Get the butterfly one. Okay, all right. Getting real here on Nightmare Tale. So he, you know, it, her her body was coming apart, and her skin was coming off, and so to replace it, he would take wax and silk scarves and uh, what is it, plaster? Yeah. And he would put it back on there. Hmm. Whole um, meat suit. Yeah. So he would just like. Duct tape her together, essentially. I don't think they had duct tape at this well, time. I mean, duck like it or the... chuck it, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm so uncomfortable with that. Oh, Lord. But he, like, her eyeball 
Charles liquefied because that's what fucking happens. And he uh-huh. bought her glass ones and popped those in there. Oh. Um, and then her hair started falling out. And so he made a wig out of the hair that fell out. Plus oh. hair that her mom had given him at the funeral. Why would you do that? Uh, they were thankful okay. for all the help that he did. I don't know. It was weird. Um, Ew. So yeah, he gave her a wig. He made silk skin. Yeah. Uh, gave her glass eyeballs. He yeah. drew on her eyebrows and they were horrible. Oh, God. You need to practice those, bro. <laughs> <laughs> this is not like first time with a Sharpie, bud. Like, uh-huh. this is, this oh. is bad. Um, when her body, like her organs had liquefied. So yeah, I was going to ask about that. He stuffed her with rags. Okay. So oh. to keep her shape. Okay. Cool. Um, cool, 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 yeah. cool, cool. <laughs> and he would. He was still buying her gifts. Like, he would go and buy her dresses and perfume, and he would mask the scent of decay with perfumes and ointments. And That must have been a lot of perfume oh and a God. lot of ointments. Disinfectants. Mm. And, yeah, she basically just, like, chilled on the bed in his shack. Well, I mean, he's putting all his money into making sure she stays the way she's supposed to, right? Like, Um Around the time that Carl stopped going to the mausoleum because he had brought Elena home, mm-hmm. he was also fired from the hospital. Oh, did they find out he wasn't a doctor? No. Uh, I, it might have been that he was still in shit. <laughs> well, yeah, it could have been that. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah, the theft, the lies, um, the being a sociopath, you know. Maybe they found out that, you know, he was going to a graveyard every night. Yeah, that'd do it. I mean, as long as I'm getting into work all the time, what is it matter? What? It's a little creepy. So I don't creepy. like it. It's a little odd. It's so creepy. I don't, I don't like, like it. it. Stop. Get out of my brain. I can't. <laughs> so he would also play her music on his organ. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, he <clears throat> would sing her songs in Spanish, which he didn't speak. What the fuck? Didn't speak Spanish. Okay. This guy's a psychopath. Yeah. Um, and he would dance with her. He'd read her stories from the newspaper. Oh Jesus! Fuck! What do you mean, dance with her? Dance with her. Did he Did do he other like, things with her? He, do it like oh, a marionette. No. He would weaken and Bernie's her. Mm. Are you serious? Yeah. And he essentially made her a doll. Oh Jesus Christ! I need, I need some whiskey. And you were as excited a for this. Nap. You don't, I, you don't I get. Wine. I know. That's thank you, thank you for this gift. Oh, Jesus. you don't you don't get wine. You were the one who was ready for this. When Alice said we're all a little bit mad, don't get me I wrong. Don't think that's what she meant. No. Yeah. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I recognize the story, but it doesn't. It's not. It's different than no. Doesn't hit the same. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> and Carl and Elena. Elena's body mm, yeah. continued to live together for seven years. That's a long fucking time. That's a long time. time to have a body. Dang. And don't forget, it had been two years without Already. adding on to the two nine. years she was in the ground. Nine. That's nine years that she's been dead. So basically he would have had to completely... She wasn't her anymore. Yeah. There was like a skeleton that was held together with piano and then just whatever he yeah and it probably would have continued on like that if it wasn't for the fact that i guess one night carl didn't close his blinds oh no oh. i mean neighbor kid 
<gasps> a kid with a giant doll and thought it was weird. So That's real weird, kid. Ten somebody. out of ten on you, bud. And then they told somebody. <sighs> and then they told somebody. And then it got background to Elena's sister. No. <gasps> no. And like the family already thought it was kind of weird because just out of nowhere, Dubro stopped showing up to Elena's mausoleum. And they didn't know that he was the only one that had a key to it. So, there's that. I hate it so much. I can't breathe. So, the rumor was that he had Elena's body. And Florinda was like, oh, this is bullshit. I'm going to go check this out. So, she goes to his shack. Mm. Again, a shack. Oh. And she, like, there's a couple different stories. Like, one says that she, like, banged on the door and he wasn't letting her in. Another one is that he just let her in. And she was like, I want to go see my sister. Let's go right now. I want to go to the mausoleum. And then he just goes, oh, we don't have to go that far. Oh. Oh, Jesus. She's in the bedroom. He's just unhinged. So she goes in the bedroom. She finds whatever the fuck that's supposed to be in his bed in a wedding dress. Oh, oh God. Oh. I hate him so much. Now. I hate him they're so married. much. So, you know, the seven-year-old. Common law. I'm so mad. Elena was mad. Or not Elena. Oh, God. Well, Elena probably was. Elena Spirit sure was fucking was pissed. Oh. But uh, Florinda was uh, obviously angry. She called the police. The police came in. They are like, what the fuck? What is that? Yeah. That's an oh. understatement. Uh, Florinda kept saying it wasn't her sister. It couldn't be his sister. It was just an effigy. It was just an effigy. And she demanded an autopsy. Good girl. Well, they did one. And they had to peel back the layers of plaster and silk and wax <sighs> to get to her bones. Oh. I might throw up. And Ooh. so they arrested him, obviously. Yeah. And you would think that this guy would go away for a really long time. Don't tell me. I'm going to be so mad. You will be. Oh, no. <laughs> the oh, Statue no. of Limitations was over. I'm going to zero what what does that mean how does that even work because he robbed a grave and then they didn't find out about it for seven years so long ago but he was there were no charges for the 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 desecration of a corpse corpse? yeah statue of limitations what the actual fuck he also had to go and get evaluated by psychiatrists to see if he could even stand trial and they deemed him mentally competent what the fuck is happening (laughs) what the fuck this real life (laughs) it was back in the this is the 40s by this time (sighs) so we're getting close to world war ii and yeah no so he served zero jail time and then the the funeral home that did the autopsy, no, the people that did the autopsy on Elena, they put her on display. No. What? They put her on display. I'm so mad. Is there pictures of her? Yeah. Yes, there are. I kind of want to see some. I'll show you, you later. Okay. You might not. Uh, I might have to go Googling. <laughs> so I don't think oh, I'm going to put these on the Instagram. I might put like one or two, but I'm not putting a lot of them on there. And Carl looks like Sigmund Freud. Oh, fuck. Oh, gross. No wonder. You know, the guy, that, the guy that's all like, you say one thing, but you really mean your mother. <laughs> that is the only answer. Is your mother. Is your mother. It always circles back. Are they back. both German? Uh, well, technically, Sigmund Freud 
Floyd was born in Boyn? Born, born in He was born in Austria. Oh, oh okay. So close enough. They're I mean they're border countries. Germanic. They're both Germanic. That's there true. we go. That word. You know what's not Germanic? I'm about to. Czech. Slavic. You're correct. When I went to Europe I stayed in Prague, which is in Czech. And but I learned German, so huh? didn't help me. Alas. Oops. Yeah. Oops. Uh so yeah, Carl served zero zero jail time. What the fuck, dude? Um, so they took the body from him though, right? They did. The way you say that makes me uncomfortable. What else is coming? Um, so after his trial and after they had put the body on display, where six thousand people came and saw it. Jesus Christ. Close to 6, it was like right underneath, but still six thousand people came to see this dead body. Um he asked if he could have his wife no that's not your wife you're not married you're still married to the other lady if i was that family i would beat the shit out of him to where he couldn't walk again i hate him so much oh my god (laughs) well sadly both of elena's sisters eventually died of tuberculosis oh shit Uh, her brother-in-law died from being electrocuted what while trying to save like a co-worker oh on a construction site um her father also passed away, but I'm not sure of what. And then I don't remember what happened with her mom. But so there was essentially no one. No family. For this. Oh, my God. And uh, the courts told him to go fuck off. Okay, good. good. There's one good thing that happens. And he moved back the to good thing. Zephyr Hills, Florida, in a house close to his wife and child. And his wife would come over and help him clean his house no. and take care of him. No. And they were still married. <gasps> Why? Oh, yeah. Forgot about that fact. Yeah. And then... Does in... she know? She... Fuck yeah. Everybody okay. knew. Okay, okay. I hate that so much. I would just, like, intentionally put things in the way for him to, like, trip on and then just, oh, I'm sorry. Did you fall down? Too bad. Get uh-huh. Better get some piano wire. Mm, let's just stitch this back <clears throat> together. hate it. So in, give me a second. Ba 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 That I I am upset with the face that you're making. No, it's just that I I bumped this with that. Oh, okay. Like, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so in 1952, which by this point he has lived through two world war world wars. Where it was not pretty cool to be German. Can confirm. Oh, yeah, because he's German. Um, he did eventually receive his U.S. citizenship. No, revoke that. Um, and then when he passed away, it took them a little bit to find him because oh. he lived alone. Right. And when they did find him, there are some stories that say that he was just like on the floor behind his organ again this is like mm-hmm. stand up play organ yeah and there's another one that says that he was wrapped in the arms of his giant effig- like effigy of Elena. oh yeah that he probably made another one mask. oh Whoa. I forgot he had that ew and there was speculation that it was the body that he had found it again or they gave uh. it back to him in secret but it was a giant doll he had a giant doll with a death mask of Elena's face. I uh, hate him so much. And 
that's the story of not a doctor, not a count. I'm going to call him Carl Tansley. He's a big dick dick. It cost you three dollars to not tell that story to us. <laughs> it cost me three dollars. Free. Free dollars. Free dollars. Free dollars. Zero dollars. Zero doll hairs to not tell that story. And you went ahead and did it anyway. I did. I did. I was I, really excited to learn about it, and now I'm really not excited I did. I'm sorry. Regretting that it's decision. Okay. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel I'm now about sorry. that? Okay. Huh? I'm actually not sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, that's all of my story. All right, that's cool. Whatever. That was shit. We've done some fucking doozies, boy. I I need a large amount of alcohol, a, li- a blanket, and a dog. some, yeah, a big dog. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So. I'm upset. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, um, um, terrorized. I'm traumatized. Man. There we go. I'm yeah. never doing. I terrorized you. I'm never doing another collab again. Cause I Jesus would love to. Actually, this has been great. I've had a great time. Well, you're. That's because you're sitting in the in the rocking chair. I you am. Can have it next time. Okay. Yeah. yeah we'll I want it next time. Okay. Perfect. Beach. We'll do. Okay. Like fl- yeah. yeah. It's like I'll put fuzzy blankets on both of you. Please. Yes. This was great. You guys could Uber here. Yes, I'm yes. done. I'm down. Okay. Not done. I'm down. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done down. <laughs> I'm, oh, wow. Like, this has been like a, an emotional marathon, really man. Has. It's been great. It's been, it's a great been so fun, but oh, mercy me. So, yeah, if you guys are, you know, hopefully you're not just tuning in because that was, that'd be weird. <laughs> yeah, it'd be an awkward time to What's come wrong in. Why? Okay. But uh, if you guys want to listen to Amanda and Katie's, you can head on over to Haunter. I barely know hers. And they had some pretty ballin' episodes. Thanks. So, yeah, that's so nice. really enjoy you guys. I look forward to Fridays when I get to listen to the new ones. Aw. Every Friday. Every Friday. It's been a very fun collab, though. It really has. Yeah, that was really cool. <laughs> it's like, I we normally would do our spiel, like our, our spiel here, and I, yeah. I, I don't know how to end this without it. No, just do it. Go ahead. Well... Oh, do our Okay. Well, if you have your own stories to tell or ideas for the hack, go ahead and hit us up at nightmaretown18 at gmail.com over on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube over on Reddit. We're still figuring kind that of. one out. <laughs> We're still figuring that one out. but. Or you can go over to our website, which is nightmaretown.co. That's C-O because the M cost us like $150. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, while you're over there, you can also submit your own stories, um, and you can just click the little box that tells us that we can say it on the podcast, or that you just want us to read it. Also, For our Tales from the Neighborhood Watch. Also, while you're over there, go ahead and look at our merch stuff, because we have these super badass Bigfoot pins, and they're kind of amazing. Yeah. But anyway. They're pretty great. Until next time. Tell us a story. Bye. Bye.